back to another episode of Laughter to Cry. I am your co-host, Jeremy GJ. I'm your co-host, Commander Cody. And I almost forgot to play the intro song. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I was sitting there. I, I started the recording for this on Zoom, and then I was just about to introduce myself. And I was like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. And, yep, sure enough, almost forgot the intro. So, you know. Cody's yawning. That's all right. That's how I'm, my soul feels I'm... right now. <laughs> We're always so tired when we come do this podcast. It's man, I don't know what it was. Um, but like I went golfing Saturday mm. uh with some people from work. First time I've been out with people from work, which is not oh wow, anything I thought I'd ever do. Um <laughs> and for whatever reason, that just took it out of me the rest of the week. And, or the rest of the weekend and uh yesterday and today yeah the crazy part is that the sun gives us so much life energy but also takes so much life energy so it's like we need it to live but it's also killing us so that is most the sun of the giveth and the sun taketh away absolutely um that's exactly what it is i remember going to i had qualified for states for track and 800 meter run I was so excited to be there, but my race wasn't until like the middle of the day. And I think it was somewhere like, like high seventies, low eighties. And I was just sitting in the bleachers cooking. Mm. And so by the time everybody else had tents, everyone else had umbrellas. I was just sitting in the sun. So by the time it came for me to go run, I, you were not there for it. Oh, so drained so drained like i ran i ran a two flat to qualify for states which at the time was wasn't crazy fast but like a minute a lap that's pretty that's pretty significant i ran like a 249 that day like i was like i couldn't even feel my legs it was so so bad um yeah, and that's another thing now. Like I work I work outside in the sun all day. So getting in out of the truck and just having the sun beating on me. And I'm just on the ride home, just like, oh boy, I gotta find something. I gotta find something to listen to. Or I'm yeah. going to fall asleep and it's going to be bad. <laughs> going to be bad if I fall asleep behind a wheel of this 14 foot box truck. Definitely um, don't need that. <laughs> no, would not be a good time. Um speaking of driving. I do a lot of that. I do I do a lot of that. And since my family still lives in Michigan, I do even more of that. So this past weekend, I drove up to Michigan and hung out with my mom and my little sisters. And it was our first time like actually just having all of us just doing anything together. It's like like just hanging out for a weekend. Um, That's nice. Yeah, it was super cool. Um they're getting older. One's seventeen, the other one's thirteen, about to be fourteen. Um, and it was just you know, we were supposed to like sit and catch up and tell everybody all the things, but we call each other and text each other, so um, kind of already had everything, so we didn't really have much to talk about, and none of us, 
you know, really have the gift of gab to just be running our mouths about nothing. And so mm. it was a lot of silence, but it was okay because we were just enjoying each other's time. It's a um, comfortable silence. Yeah. So first night, the girls were still doing their laundry when my mom to go, went to go pick them up. So we didn't do a whole lot. We just went and had some Mediterranean food. It was really good. Also, we were in West Bloomfield Hills. So, you know, little hoity-toity area. Uh, 40-ish minutes away from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Out by Arvin Hills. Um, so... It was a nice little, nice little Mediterranean spot. The food was really tasty. I tasted. I, I ate something out of my comfort zone, which was there. We go, felt like an adult. Um, yeah, we just sat and just enjoyed the food and had a good time. And then the next day, we went and saw the Little Mermaid. Um, How was that? It was good. Before we before I left, my mom texted me. And she was like, the young ladies want to go see The Little Mermaid. Do you want to go see it? And I was like, I can't say that I want to go see it, but I will gladly go watch it with you all. <laughs> like, I'm not right. going to say, I'm not going to veto it. Um, but no, it was good. Um, I admittedly have not seen the original. Um, okay. So... I've seen enough memes and things to know the gist of it. Um, yeah, all you need to know is that it's better down where it's wetter. And that's it. Now, that's all. Now, I don't know if this is from the original or if this is from just this version of the movie. But the waters that Ariel is the princess of, at least in this version, Caribbean waters because the island that she goes to in this version mm. is well maybe they maybe they just did it for this version I don't know because the queen in this version is black she's of Caribbean descent I believe and then the prince is just adopted he's not the actual like her actual son, like he got to the island via a shipwreck or something. If you haven't seen a movie and this is a spoiler for you, I apologize, but also it's not terribly important to the plot, but um, because they had the daughters from the other seas and of course they were all various skin tones and shades. Yeah. And so... In this version of the movie, it makes sense that she's melanated because she's in Caribbean waters. Now, yeah, I so I think they just changed which C. Okay, because obviously, like you said, there were all of her sisters, mm-hmm. and each one of them represents one of the seven C's. Mm-hmm. Um. And so originally, Ariel is the Red Sea. Okay. Because of her red hair. Red hair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in this version, she's in Caribbean water. So it makes more sense that she is melanated because, duh. 
Um, but also, that also doesn't make any sense for the original then, because why the Fizuk is Sebastian Jamaican in the original if they're in the Red Sea? Well, I don't think they're in the Red Sea. Um, hold up. Because uh, in this version, he's still Jamaican. That makes more sense. They're in Caribbean waters. Right. Um, I believe. Hold on. Let me bring up the fucking wiki. If I remember correctly, um, they were just in Atlanta or Atlantia or something which is just the Atlantic Ocean Okay, that is that is their quote unquote home but then each daughter represents a different sea mm-hmm. spread across but then they return home right. to the Atlantic um, let's see does it tell me Uh, this oh no, this is from oh this is from the twenty twenty three film. Okay, no, I want the original. Let's see. Well, it's okay. It's originally a Danish fairy tale, right? Uh, it's Christensen. See. Uh, lives in an underwater kingdom with the dad, Triton. Uh, Let's see here. There's a lot to read through it. Long for Prince Princess to see which yeah. Does she see? Hmm. Doesn't say that. Let's see. I know like themes and interpretations. I know that uh, Disney likes to take their own liberties with stuff, which, you know, why there's a Jamaican crab in the Red Sea. But um, just now in this interpolation of it, it makes more sense um, for him to have a Jamaican accent because the island that she ends up going to is... Right. He's he's the Manila. prince of a Caribbean island. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's the prince of a Caribbean island, but in this movie, he's not brown. He's still a white man. He's just uh, an adopted prince to a Caribbean island because he apparently in this movie, he floated there on a shipwreck and they took him in. Ah, I see. So he's still a white man. <laughs> he's just a, a white man on a, who's heir to the throne on a Caribbean island via adoption 
but the queen, the queen is is a brown woman. She's a black woman. So, so let's see. They make their so they make their way towards an aquatic kingdom called Atlantica, which is just in the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. for their dad. Um, and I think for Ariel because she's turning like quote unquote of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sebastian is just the court composer. And because that is the Atlantic, it okay, makes sense could've... that he could be Jamaican. Okay. okay. Um, well, also, like see. I said, I've never seen the original. So yeah, I don't know where to, where you the know, hell me Sebastian neither. came from. <laughs> uh, I, I knew that he was a thing. Uh, I did not see the original, like, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Right. But it's it's never caught my attention to be like, oh, I need to see this. Um, But yes, so as far as I'm aware, they are all coming back from their respective seas mm-hmm. to either celebrate him or because she is or because Ariel is turning of age. Okay. And that is when they are allowed to like see um the surface for the first time. No, oh, yeah, they flipped that story on his head too in this movie. But I won't give away too much more. Um the main takeaway I got from it is that one the actress that plays Ariel in this movie. Kim really sang her ass off, which I already knew. Um, her and her sister were actually basically like Beyonce proteges. Um, mm. They trained, like, I think they either wrote some songs with her and they trained under her for a little bit. Um, oh, they nice. got famous off of YouTube videos doing covers and stuff. And then they blew into like a big enough name where Beyonce was like, I like y'all. And so she kind of took them under her wing. Um, and so. The, the that's the Bailey sisters. There's Chloe, and then Haley. Haley. I want to make sure I said it right. I think it's Haley. It's not Holly. It's not Holly. It's Haley. Uh, like it's not Holly Berry. It's Holly Bailey. And nope. That's what I said too. My little sister corrected me. Uh, it's Haley. It's a, her it's wiki. Cl- her wiki literally says not to be confused. Holly Berry. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's fair. It's Haley. Um. It's supposed. I think it's supposed to rhyme with Chloe. Chloe and Haley. Um. Okay. So Haley is the one that's in this movie. Um. And yeah, vocals. I was like, yeah, believable. And she was a great choice because she can really sing. What well, I they don't... did their they did their own thing, right? The two sisters. Yeah. So they were doing their own thing for a while as like yeah. a group, and then they split their into individual careers. So mm. Chloe has a few songs that you know went viral on tiktok and i think reason Haley wasn't doing anything was because she was under this disney stuff and so ah you know once they're under them contracts they gotta keep a very certain image while chloe was you know scantily clad singing about fucking and shit um Haley was like i'm gonna keep this disney bag for a little bit but now she's done with the disney stuff and immediately came out with a raunchy like uh it wasn't a raunchy tiktok she just had a raunchy song on it and everybody was like up oh, that that disney bag has been deposited she's moving there on to other go. things um hell yeah 
but also she's about to be a main character and they're, they're remaking the color purple. So she has she got some some big names and some some yeah. irons in the fire. So she's good. Um but uh yeah Chloe I think is the older sister of the two. They're not twins. Um and she she has some um songs that went viral via TikTok. Um but yeah they're they're doing a thing. It was cool. Also, another thing I learned, Melissa McCartney can sing. Did not even know she was in this movie. But was she Ursula? Yeah. I was think that tracks. It tracks, right? But I was not expecting her to be in a movie. And I was looking at her, I was like, why does Ursula look so familiar? I was like, oh. Oh, that's Melissa. That's the homie. And she was a very convincing Ursula. She's I was watching, I was like, this is our Jim Carrey. <laughs> she's our she she's the new Jim character Jim Carrey in the way that she does these characters. Like she's not necessarily as zany as Jim Carrey, but she has that same vibe. Like mm-hmm. if they don't do this, please don't do this. But they remade the Grinch and like made it a woman. It would be her. Like, there's mm-hmm. no other person who could fit that role. Um, I pray to God they do not do that because I'm sick of remakes. Not saying that she wouldn't yeah. do a good job, but we come up with some new content. Um, but like in that same vein of how she does her comedy and stuff like that, she would if like melts into these characters and you'd be like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she could do it. Um And third thing was, I'm glad I never watched the original. Um, because I, from the premise, and this is not a spoiler if you've never seen The Little Mermaid, I'm sorry, it's probably spoiling it for you, but where have you lived for a while? Um, under the sea, <laughs> even under the sea, they know that this is the plot line. She loses her voice to Ursula, and so literally, the whole most of the movie, you don't hear her. Yeah. She's not talk she doesn't have any speaking lines because she can't speak. Yeah. And I was like, what a I don't like that. Like this the main character of the movie. Like the main character of the movie does not speak for like a third of the movie. At least. At least. She's literally just pantomiming. And people are speaking for her. Like uh but no one there can read mine. So, whatever. Um, somebody else that was in the movie, Aquafina. Um, she's a the, the bottle of water. Uh, no, is <laughs> an Asian American rapper. She goes by Aquafina. Um, but like awkward. And then Fina. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yep. Um, and she plays Scuttle, which is, I guess, the bird character. Um, okay. And there was a scene where they started rapping. And I was like, 
one, I didn't know it was Aquafina, but I was like, whoever this is got good flow. Uh, she should, because she's a rapper, even though she doesn't really rap anymore because she got her own TV shows, or whatever. But anyway, but then I was listening to the bars and I was like, this is giving very much Lynn Manuel Miranda. Mm. And then it gets to the credits. And it's Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. He's he's in every he's getting his hands this in everything now, too. Is getting every bag, bro. Ever since he did his first excerpt from Hamilton at the correspondence dinner, this dude has been on a freaking roll. Like every bag he can get from Disney, he's like, give it here. Please and thank you. Cause Moana, like literally him all over Moana. Yeah. Um, I think Hamilton is a Disney property. Yeah, it was on Disney Plus. It was on Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't. I think In the Heights was on Disney Plus. So, like, he is just, just raking it in, and but just quietly, because you don't see him out doing stuff. You don't hear about Lin Manuel Miranda like. In a club, dude's yeah. just writing bars and then going to the crib. <laughs> like he's my kind of guy. Yeah, he's got to be making a significant amount of money. It's so interesting. Um, and my little sister's like, "Yeah, I forgot he was. He has something to do with this." And I was like, "I didn't know at all." And I heard them bars, and I was like, "This is, this is giving Hamilton a lot. Why well, this sounds this cadence sounds very familiar?" And sure enough. Emmanuel Miranda himself. And he's one of them people you gotta say his whole damn name because I was about to call him Lynn. I'm like, that's that's wrong. That's not right. We don't call him Lynn. We call him by his full name. Um there are certain people where they just have full names now. Oh, absolutely. Samuel Jackson. You you say Samuel Jackson. Now what's hilarious about Samuel Jackson is that like we're missing a whole syllable of his name every time we say it. Because it'd be Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah. But we say Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> like, I think it's because the, the Samuel and then the L get mm-hmm. mixed together. Absolutely. It's American. You run that shit all the way together. You don't, you don't stop that. John Wick is not even a real character. You don't ever call him John. That's just John Wick. <laughs> I feel like... Well... Anytime you get into like a spotlight, that person no longer has just a first name. Yeah, that's true. And there's you don't, names... you don't just say Melissa. You say Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. That's true. You know, say Sandra, you say Sandra Bullock. Yeah. But some of these people do have also interesting names where you're like, you're missing a whole part of who they are if you don't say the second part. Like you could say Reese, and there's not too many famous Reese's, but, you know, with her spoon, without her spoon, you know, you with gotta, a knife. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta say it. You gotta say, you know, Reese with her spoon. Um, 
there's not too many Demi's. But if you say, yeah, it, it's got to be Demi Lovato. I'm, well, well, there's Demi Moore. There's Demi Moore. There's Demi Moore. But it, I guess it depends on which gener- generation you're in. Because in one generation, you would say Demi. Somebody would say Demi Moore. But if you go Demi in a different generation, you'll say Demi Lovato. Um, yeah. yeah. And I can't even say I have a face for Demi Moore. I just know the name. <clears throat> right. Yeah. The name. The name sticks out. Yeah. Like I. I recognize the name for sure. But uh. But her face. Okay. Now that I'm seeing her face, it doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I've seen her. Not a thing. Um, Okay, she was in General Hospital. I've definitely seen her in that because I grew up watching that. She was in oh, Ghost. She, she was in all the '90s classics. Okay, she played. She was in GI Jane. I didn't see that. That's why we heard of her. Yeah, this is exactly. She was in all, yeah. in all the '90s stuff when we were growing up, and then yeah, never again. Yeah. And all the stuff like we wouldn't have had any interest in watching. Right. And she's got some stuff that's recent, but I'm guessing they're not crazy big roles. Who did she play in The Hunchback of Notre Dame? Was she the main, the f- main female protagonist? Yeah, she was Esmeralda in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. The Disney? Yeah. Hmm. Yes, sir. I didn't realize she was in Charlie's Angels. That's what I was saying. She was in there too. Or but... the Scarlet Letter. I don't think I saw. Did I see the old version of the Scarlet Letter? I thought there's there's got to be like an older version than the 1995 version. I don't know. Because we definitely watched. We watched it in school at some point. Yes. Or did we watch the. Scarlet Letter, or did we watch The Crucible? Um. Hmm. It also, those Maybe two that was run the Crucible. Together. Those two run together for me a lot. Yeah. Maybe it was The Crucible, because The Crucible is the one with, um, Giles, right? Okay, so the Crucible is... I always conflate the Crucible and Scarlet together because Crucible is the one with uh, John Proctor. That's the character yes. I always remember. That's the yes, Crucible. where he goes, all I have is my name. Yeah. The Scarlet Letter or something else. We read the Scarlet Letter. We read the Scarlet Letter. Or at least we talked about it pretty quick yeah for sure I do not have any memories of watching from these screen captures or things I do not remember seeing the Scarlet Letter so we probably watched the Crucible because that was the one where they got caught dancing naked in the woods yeah and that that had um uh what's her face why am i forgetting her name 
Oh, Winona Ryder. That one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because she played the main character in that. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's why every time I see her, I'm like, why does she seem so familiar? Why does her face always stick out to me? Is because she I has such a me. distinct face. She does. Um, and, but I just remember her being so very, like, boisterous in the crucible. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's the one. That is the one where they got, got they got caught dancing naked in the woods and everybody was the witch. And the Scarlet Letter was the one about adultery. And her and Giles was just like more rocks, bitch. <laughs> and then our modern day, our modern day interpretation of the Scarlet Letter. Yep, UZA. UZA. I never watched that one either. No, no. I've seen that one a few times. It's actually fairly good. It was like it showed Amanda Bynes and like before she you know. Went off the deep end, showed her like a various version of her where like, you know, we grew up with a like super goofy animated Amanda Bynes. But yeah, the Amanda Bynes show. Yeah. And this she's like she's like a mean girl, um, but like a two faced mean girl, like a two faced Christian mean girl. So it's like some depth to the character. Um no, that's a good movie. If if you want to watch an early 2000s flick, that's not terrible. And that was actually, you know, why can't I remember her name right now? Emma Stone? Yes, that was Emma Stone's like breakout role. And so she I thought she had a couple before that. And then I mean, as that her was as, just like that was just part of her. Uh, I would say like as her as, out. A, as her as a protagonist, I would say that was like her movie, like that really put her on a map because she was in um super bad. She was in Zombieland too. Okay. Zombieland was was two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and then EZA was two thousand ten. Well, I never watched Zombieland, so I would have never known that she was in that. Yeah, I think that was it. I think it's because of Super Bad and Zombieland that she ended up getting her get her own. Yeah, and then she was in The Help. Yep. And the Spider-Man movies. Yep. And then La La Land. Yep. Wow, Which I've never f- seen. I've never I've seen never um the Spider-Man movies or La La Land. I think I've seen one of them because that's when they switched over to Andrew Garfield, right? Yes. The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. I didn't really care for Andrew Garfield or Spider-Man. So I didn't really follow that series too much. Um. Wrong. I didn't care for him as Peter Parker. He was okay. a good Spider Man, but he wasn't a good Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Toby Maguire was a great Peter. Yes. But he wasn't zany enough to be Spider Man. No. Um, and then I feel like Toby Maguire is doing a good job of being both. But I mean, not Toby Maguire. Um, Tom. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah. yeah, I think he's doing a good job of being both. He also just looks like a child. I think that's the thing. Because <laughs> neither of them look like children, look like teenagers anymore. And so right. you're like, unbelievable. this is unbelievable. That is a 32-year-old man. But right. Tom Holland still looks like he could be 16. Like he just, he he has 
10 whole pubes right that's the face he gives but, you know until, until you <laughs> see him in um in uh why am i forgetting where, where it is i know that he was in one where like it was like a true story based on a true story where he was like a bank robber or something but i haven't seen that i don't know about that he's in uncharted i he's haven't the, seen that the, either he's the main guy of uncharted which i haven't seen either um I just know the premise of it because it's based right. off of or the, the game. games. Yeah. Um, but the the small clips that I've seen of Tom Holland in Uncharted, like you, you could totally believe that he was this no. like buff Bad. Indiana Jones style, like just hmm. tome diver. Maybe, I wonder what it is. Maybe they put something on his face to make him look younger for the Spider-Man movie. Because every time I've seen, him, I'm like, "Wow, look at this kid!" Well, but, he, but he's very much an adult. He has he has like a weirdly young face. Yeah, he has a super young face, and I think that's it. In Spider-Man, you don't really see his body; you yeah. just see his face, and so that's you true. you know, as if he has. Uh, the right hairstyle. He looks super young. Yeah, and then also with him being with Zendaya, and I forget the other guy's name. Zendaya, and I don't remember his. Is it Zendaya? Is Zendaya? Ah, (laughs) here we go again. Here we go again. (laughs) Yes, with. Although but, Tom but Tom she, Holland is Tom Holland's only twenty six. He's but he that means he's only a few years younger than us. I know, which is crazy. So is Zendaya. He's, she's twenty six, and yeah. when she's when they're all together, they all look fifteen. Yes, <laughs> and I think I think it's that combination of them of like. Well, Zendaya and Tom Holland already have young looking faces. Mm-hmm. And the other guy, like it, he just it has sucks to. to say, but he's in the fat is funny phase of yep. his career. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It absolutely sucks that that is a thing. Yeah. Um. But he's in that, and because he's in that phase, he looks young as well. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't. There's like two ways you can go. If you're in that phase, you either look really young, you stay looking young like Jonah Hill did in all of his early stuff when mm-hmm. he was fat. He mm-hmm. looked he still played the high schoolers because he looked so young. That looked like a high schoolers physique. Yeah. Um, Or if you already have like. uh, The guy from the Sandlot. Mm-mm. I'm forgetting his name. What uh, I've learned a lot about myself, and what I'm learning about Cody too, is that we don't really watch movies. Uh- <laughs> no, not not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> we're just I, like we we're talking about shit. We're like we haven't seen it, but definitely haven't seen it. But <laughs> <laughs> you know when it's no longer your parents taking you to see movies. Yeah, it's an expense. 
yeah, it's that's it. It's expense. And you don't, you're like, oh, well, I don't have anyone to go with. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to spend the money to go alone to see this movie. But I'll just wait for it to come out on DVD or streaming. And then it just, you lose it from your mind. Yep. But then you get Um, somebody to go see it with, and then you're like, Oh, well, if I go take this person to see it, that's $40 off rip, not including snacks. Right. And you're like, uh, I think maybe we'll just go to dinner instead. At least we can talk there. <laughs> yeah. And then the same thing. I'll wait till it comes to streaming and then never watch it. The guy from The Sandlot is Patrick Renna. Patrick Renna. He has good. like, you can definitely tell that he's a kid in that in that movie like there's no mistaking that oh but, yes, but he yes. has like super sunken eyes yep and so even as a grown man he still has a child's face yes yep um and i think that contributes a lot to it to but then in uncharted like he tom holland has like a button-up shirt the sleeves are rolled up you see a little bit of his muscles mm-hmm so it it like more accentuates what in our minds we think of as adults. We yeah. never think of kids as being super buff. Yeah. Yeah, there was like a I was looking him up and there was a like a picture of him like his shirt unbuttoned, like all his abs going up, and I was like, oh, that's an yeah. adult. And that's exactly yes. Right back over his hair was slicked back, and I was like, "That's a thirteen-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a child. That is a child." <laughs> it's so interesting. It's also those people who can get like a truly clean-shaven face. I think that's also a thing too. Where it's like the the comparison between like Tom Holland and Patrick Renner that I just saw was that both of them can completely shave their face, and like no shade of a beard coming in and you're yes. like well yeah only peep your best and boys can do that because men get beards but that's not true there are a lot of people who just do not grow a lot of facial hair so they just keep their face naked right. and they're grown ass people it just gives the appearance that they're still children a little bit especially if right. they like they get good sleep because i don't see any bags really under tom holland's eyes and i'm like <laughs> well no he can actually afford to get good sleep <laughs> he can afford to get the nice comfy beds in the sleep studies and uh actually have time off and not that's stress the only, that's the only thing that gives zendaya away a little bit in the spider-man movies is that she got bags and i'm like that person's a little bit older she oh, has uh, aunt may no 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 zendaya in spider-man because they don't really put any makeup on her because she's supposed to be like a teenager and so you yeah. can see her bags a little bit. And I'm like, that gives her away a little bit that she's a little bit older than a, like a teenager because her face is not as fresh. Yeah. Um, but she still looks super young in the face. Maybe yeah. she's just a teenager with insomnia, which is what I was. But I, like, <laughs> well, a little bit more understandable. Yes. And especially being in high school and being in a, they were like the smart hoity toity high school two programs yeah. or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, that also what gives away up May too, though, is that, she, that she's a little bit older, that she got a little bit of bags under her eyes, um, but also yeah. still fine as hell. Um, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, but yeah, that's... How do we get here? 
Emma Stone. Yep. Emma Stone. <laughs> and then all of this came from Disney. And then Winona Ryder. Yeah. Yeah. This all came from Disney. And this is another reason I didn't want to go see it because I don't like supporting Disney properties that much. I'm not a Disney kid. I don't care for Disney. It's not really in my bag. Um, and I don't like musicals. I don't. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things people would say to me all the time when I said I was going to be a dancer. Oh, I can't wait to see you on Broadway. Well, you'll be waiting because I don't like musicals. I don't want to, like, how do I say this? It is not an aim of mine to be in a musical. If I was offered a long-running musical role and there was a significant bag attached to it and job security and, you know, health insurance, I would do it. But me seeking out a musical role, unlikely. Well, I feel like that's, I feel like that's, I feel like that is more of a dream for people who sing. Yes. To be a musical, to be in a musical, and then they just learn the small choreography steps mm-hmm. that they need to for that show. Yep. Um, it's a completely different thing to learn the dancing and be classically trained in singing than to be trained in dancing and try to learn how to hold a note suddenly. Yeah. Which I can. I can sing. And I don't have any problem singing. It's just also like that was never my go-to. Right. Like if I sing, I sing out of just enjoyment. It's something I do. It's another creative outlet. But it's not something I'm trying to monetize. It's right. just a, it's just I caterwaul at work and people suffer. And I'm sorry. <laughs> hopefully the hopefully the machines drown it out. <laughs> Or I, I hit a note and somebody's like, oh, you can actually sing. I'm like, yeah, I just don't. Sometimes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just don't want to. Um, and so when that was everyone's go-to, I'm like, you do know there's like a lot more avenues of dance, which are the ones I'm trying to explore besides Broadway. Because to me, Broadway didn't become an idea in my head until people start saying it. Right. Because I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even a thought. Like, I didn't even know anything about Broadway. I was like, I'm planning to go do some backup dancing and then open my own studio. I don't, I don't know what this, but also I was doing my best to stay away from theater in general because the Thurston theater kids freaked me out. And I was like, you know, I, that's fair. I don't want to be associated with people like this. And then I went to college and I was like, oh, they're not so bad. And then I started hanging around some more. And I was like, actually, they are. They're <laughs> they're just as bad. <laughs> so I don't. I, I think it's a mixture, too, of acting and singing. It's yes. that combination. Yeah. Because when you start combining those two, people forget how to turn off. Yes. They always just kind of feel like they're in character. And that's why when people were people would conflate like the dance program and theater program so much. And I'm like, we are two totally different breeds of human. Yes. When you would see us in the lobby, the dancers would be on one side, just stretching, just quietly talking amongst ourselves, just chill. They're acting out scenes. They're yelling. It's trauma Olympics on the theater side. Like it was just, 
a lot. All of them were fucking each other. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. And I loved some of the people over there. Truly, if you listen to this show, some of you theater folks from Ohio Wesleyan, I, I hold you near and dear to my heart. But there were a lot of them where I was like, hey, yo, you have turned me off from a a, a potential path for employment. Because there, if I got to deal with more people like y'all, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely it, it's, not. <laughs> I didn't have to. I've never had like to deal with them in extended extended amounts of time God just a little bit of of the couple people that i hung out with here and there at God school or so um but i can definitely see it how that would be a thing because especially for you and i who uh very easily see patterns well we can very easily tell that person is just putting on mm-hmm. a show and it's not genuine nope. and we're not in the mood for a show so that's extremely fucking annoying yep um and Just then like, for it to all be all over the top mm-hmm. in the show and i understand that like especially in the uh in in the in the programs at schools uh they kind of have to try to one up each other to mm. get the roles. Maybe in high school, but not not when you start to get to undergrad, graduate level. What ends up happening is that because you're all training together. Right. So what ends up happening is that you know, the teachers are the ones who are also the directors. And so they'll see the effort that someone's putting in and then they'll put them in a row. It's not necessarily right. so much one up. It may be in high school, you know, because of the showmanship and stuff like that. But in the I nature feel- of it, there is a competition aspect. Yes. But being more over the top, once you start getting to higher levels, does not necessarily guarantee you a role because there are subtleties and nuances you have to hit. Right. You're right. And so there is yeah, there is a bit of competitiveness in there, but to overdo a character in order to overcome your adversary does not bode well for you in the end of getting placed in a role because the professor's gonna be like or director is going to be like you just blew the face off of this character and we lost all the nuance so no (laughs) right maybe maybe that is because the only time i like had any interaction is in high school i've i've always felt that it is the same as when you get a group of choir kids together Hmm. um and Again, it's the same thing. Like it's something. Both theater and choir are things that I could never do. Mm-hmm. Um, things I never really wanted to do, and for you to put yourself out there like that, especially in this time frame of high school when you're already insecure about everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, super brave. I applaud it, and I'm. It's you know, it's very good that you were able to do that, but at the same time. Um, 
all of the choir kids it it's a lot of like infighting and bickering and being like mm-hmm. oh well they didn't hit that note i can hit that note why they get that part i should have gotten that, gotten that part and then you yeah. go to their concerts because you're dating one of them and you go oh man you were so great i could definitely tell that you were the best <laughs> one up there and they all sound the same because it's early high school and yep. no one has a distinct voice yet no nope. <laughs> um or there's the one who does have the distinct voice where they said they shouldn't have got the row and you're like yeah they should have yeah yeah yes. they should have yeah yeah like, no, no they, that was they fucking killed that that was perfect casting no they they should have been no babe no no you should have had it you, no, you, you definitely should have gotten that no you shouldn't have they should have got it <laughs> yeah yeah but that's why they did <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's, but it, it's it's uh i can't say anything because i never did it i i as much as i like singing the songs that i know mm-hmm. and you know all the songs that i listen to at work or whatever i know almost every word to all of them um i was never one for choir because i didn't like uh the songs that you sung for choir because mm-hmm. they were it was every year would sing the same songs like the you know um generally speaking uh you know the sixth graders would always sing these songs every year it's just a new group of kids mm-hmm. uh and they're and same with the seventh or eighth grader and so on and so forth mm-hmm. once you get into high school you kind of switch songs every year mm-hmm. a little bit um but they were also mostly like religious or show or show tunes or musical mm-hmm. songs or stuff like that and none of that interested me yeah at all yeah like nope. i feel that so i uh, <laughs> it got it got really bad in in uh elementary school um how i don't know if you had it in uh in your school in detroit uh, but in South Redford, we had our concerts twice a year. Mm-hmm. We had our we had our winter concert for Christmas, and we had our um, our spring or summer one. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. A, I was up on stage in front of a bunch of people. I already didn't like being in front of a bunch of people. Uh, I was singing songs I didn't want to sing. I already knew that we all sounded the same at that <laughs> age. Uh, and so my parents were like, all right, I, you don't like doing this. You only have to go to one. We're not going to make you go to both of them. We mm. understand that you're just going to stand up there and scowl the entire hour <laughs> that you're standing up there. We're not dealing with that you don't want to deal with it um and so i had to like i had to like choose i was like eh, i'm really not feeling this one I really don't want to go to this one and they're like all right that's fine but then i would get in trouble from the music teacher mm-hmm. uh because it was like it, it was it was part of a grade yeah and i was just like uh, she asked me why i didn't go i'm just like 
because I didn't have to. My parents said <laughs> I don't have to go to both of them, so I'm not going to because I hate this stuff. <laughs> like I'm, just, I don't know what else to tell you, lady. Uh, we did not have a choir at my private Christian school in the middle of Detroit because our school was basically a shopping center. It was like a storefront. So okay. there was no budget for a choir. Um, I did the kids choir at church for a little while. Um, but then I switched over to the praise team because I wanted to dance. I didn't want to sing. Um, but I was in the winter fifth grade show. Yes. I was actually one of the announcers. Uh, for some reason, they put me up there last minute. And it was oh, like, like when you're when you're reading, like this is Tchaikovsky's. Yeah, like doing the whole yeah. little skit bit, and so I was one of the announcers because they did it like a TV show. I remember all of this. I was like, I don't have any of these lines memorized, guys. Like y'all just gave them to me. So for some reason they said they slid me in there, and only thing I remember singing was Silver Bells. Um. And that was my first time ever hearing Silver Bells was that concert. Cause oh, I'm was, sorry. That was not a um, song we sang at <laughs> church or at my private Christian school growing up. So I had no, I was up there like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> just trying to follow the melody. I don't know any of the words. <laughs> uh, so that yeah so i did that and then middle school i wasn't interested in anything i was just trying to get good grades and then the summer before eighth grade i was like all right i'm gonna buckle down and i started training myself for track and so Mm -hmm. that i stuck with track and then i got to high school and then it was just dancing outside of school with my friends but we didn't have a place we could dance there were no dance like teams or clubs or anything. Right. Um, unless we wanted to do theater. And all of us were like big veto to that. <laughs> That's a no. That's a negatory, negative, no, sir, no thank you, no ma'am. So I was um, almost I almost went into band. I thought about I thought band. I thought the snare drums were super cool. I also was in it for the percussion. But I they also- wouldn't let you do drums as a first year. As a, mm. as a sixth grader, you mm. had to do something else, and I was like, ah, nothing else seems interesting. I don't want to use. <laughs> I don't want to do the flute. My brother tried the trumpet, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it, nothing else interested me. Yeah, and then by the time we got to high school, they were doing like competitive band stuff, and I was like, yeah. that seems like a lot. Yeah, I can't just jump into this now. Yeah, it seems like a lot. They're traveling, they're doing competitions, they're talking about gym just uh band counts as a gym credit. And I'm like, Yeah, but I like actual gym. Yeah. <laughs> like all, all the band kids are like, we got our gym credits, and I'm like, you don't look like it. Um <laughs> but they can march. They can march like a motherfucker, but I'm trying to run a two flat eight hundred. And I won't do that if my gym credit is banned. I need yeah. advanced conditioning and I need weightlifting. So 
Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't think Thurston had a like a high school choir at the time. Not that I remember. Thurston? I know it was a choir class. It was an elective. Yes. Um, they did. So, but it, it wasn't big enough for them to have like a bunch of different groups. Mm. It was not a big enough program for them to have a bunch of different groups. Yeah. Um, they had. I almost want to say they only had like a beginner's intermediate and then like uh varsity style um choir. Hmm. Or yeah, I think I think they had I think they had a JV men's, a JV women's, a varsity and a men's and a varsity women's. I think that's it. Okay. But when I went to Howell, when I moved to Howell, they had like fucking six or seven different styles of choirs Hmm. because it was a big like enough people did it um and it was a bigger it was a little bit bigger for school um and so like they had their acapella groups they had like an all like a almost like a boy band group and like a a girl band group Hmm. and then they had their junior they had their jv they had their varsities and then they had i think they had another one that was a tier up from varsity probably like senior level it's usually what they thought stuff that's above varsity it's like elite maybe like senior or something like that um now i gotta look that up <laughs> I just I knew there was a choir room and I knew that people would go sing and there was like maybe a choir elective, but I was like, ah, it doesn't seem like there's enough people. Now, when I went back for my little sister's musical, there was a standout voice and she was playing the plant, um, Audrey too. That's what it was. Sorry, continue. Yeah, and she was singing, and I was like, "If this is not this, this, this girl's voice sounds like she's a forty-five-year-old black woman." Like there was like too much soul in it, and too much sultriness in it for it to be a high school girl. And when she came out, I was like, "That's exactly the face of the person I thought would be behind the voice of this plant." And she made the show bearable. So I was like, these kids are not great. Like the girl who did all who played Audrey, she was okay. But mm-hmm. Seymour. Oh, Seymour. <laughs> oh, buddy boy was just having the hardest time. Now I give him, I'll give him some some grace because it was the first show. But my mom went to all of them and there were five shows and my mom went to every show so I gotta ask her did it get better because opening night was was not it rough it was so bad mics were going out Seymour who was already not the greatest of the actors was helping Audrey he was like feeding Audrey lines on stage 
Like mm-hmm. she wasn't getting it. So he was like, the gutters? And she was like, oh yeah, I'm from the gutters. Like <laughs> started her whole feel because oh, she man. forgot. It was tough. They had my little sister come out to lead this line so they could all walk on the same foot, same time, at the same pace. They did not happen. Did happen. I was <laughs> like, you need to talk to your team with them lines because they're offbeat. She was like, that's why they put me in front so I could keep them all together. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, it didn't work. <laughs> Maybe next time, champ. It was rough, but also that was like my only my second time seeing something there. I think the first time I saw Beauty and the Beast, and <laughs> I just remember like they went all out for Beauty and the Beast. That's not true. The very first thing I saw at Thurston Theater was I think when they brought us over as eighth graders. Yep. And I just remember, I don't remember what show it was, but at some point they rode a car on stage and I was like, hey, yo, (laughs) what (laughs) is this? It was some part of some of our orientation. Why do I feel like they did something for fifth grade? Not great. Not Greece. The one about no dancing. Uh, I'm sorry. The, any theater kids yeah, we're that both, are I know there's a movie listening. About no dancing. Footloose. That one. I think they did something with Footloose. It might have been year. Footloose. Yeah. Because I remember there was a car and a motorcycle they brought on stage. I was like, hey, yo, how the hell did they get a car on stage? <laughs> My little eighth grade mind was just like, cannot comprehend. Hmm. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> um, also, never seen Footloose. Seen bits? No. Never yeah, I think I've just movie. seen Bits. Grease? Never seen Grease. Bits? Never seen Again, they're musicals. Hairspray? Never seen it. Seen Bro, Hairspray bits. is wild. It's racist as hell. I know that. Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know and that for sure. <laughs> Catherine was watching. Catherine had it on one day. And I'm just like watching something on my tablet, minding my own business. One ad- One headphone off in case she wants to talk to me. And it gets to like it gets to I think the first or second like number singing number and uh, it's about it takes place like on this TV show that they're watching. Yeah. And they just come out with well, like, but they come out with Negro Night, and they just say it. I'm just like, I, I like stop what I'm doing. I'm like, what? What did they just say? Excuse me. And she goes, Yeah, it takes place in the 50s. I'm like, Oh, okay, all right, I got you, I got you, I got you. That yeah. makes more sense now. Tony was like, Hey, yo, I was like, what Mary? are we watching right now? Who am I, Mary? Uh, that wasn't even in the talks when that was on. 
Who uh, are you? Who I, am I living yes, I was, with? <laughs> I was like, I know you went to Howell, but what? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's racist. But yeah, I know that it is. And <laughs> it, it makes sense. And it's actually a very good story of like fighting racism. Uh-huh. But to not know anything about it besides it's a musical. Yeah. And to hear that suddenly, I was like, what the, what? Hold on. Pause for a second. Pop the brakes. Hold the hell up. Yeah, I know in the new version, too, it ends up with John Travolta in drag. Like, it's a a whole thing. Um, Well, the original, um, a a lot of those old, a lot of the musicals are men in drag. Yeah. Um, Because when they were made, women couldn't do shit. Mm-hmm. So they had to have men in drag. Yep. But yes, it 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 is very clearly John Travolta, Travolta in drag. Yes. And he does a great <laughs> job. He does a fantastic job. But I... it's very clearly just his face. <laughs> and he has a fat suit on and he's in a dress. Hey, and that the, is it. The the beehive hairstyle. Right. I've seen yes. the promo. <laughs> yes. He does a very good job, but it's just it's very obvious. You're like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, this yeah, is what we're doing. The, yeah, Josh Revolta. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there haven't been there haven't been too many musicals where I'm like, ooh, yep, I gotta watch that again. Um, Mulan, classic, doesn't really feel like a musical, but it is a musical. Um. Like the new movie or the Disney? The well, they're both Disney, but well, the live the, action or the animated? The animated one is a musical for sure. Um, the live action one is not a musical because they were trying to take it back to the original story of Mulan, mm, and so okay. they just did the scores from the original song and like redid them. Okay, um, so I, that, I haven't watched it, <laughs> but that's what I know about it. Um, maybe it's because maybe it's because the first time I had seen Mulan was two years ago. Oh wow! For the first time in my life, I've seen Mulan. Wow! And it had been egregiously overhyped, uh, from everybody else. Which, mm-hmm. you know, fair enough when you see it as a kid. Yeah, that seems like it would be a fantastic thing. Sorry, that was a fork sliding on a plate. <laughs> um. And it would be fantastic. It's the same, but to see it as an adult, yeah, you're like, this is, it's a, it's a Disney movie. Yep, yep, that that tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for, and also in like juxtaposition of all the other, I'm about to say this, but I still have to preface it with I haven't seen any of these. Uh, <laughs> but if you juxtapose it with like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, yes, she's not a damsel in distress. Like she's choosing to go fight in the war. She's choosing yes. to like take on this role. Now, in the I read the original poem in undergrad. She was not a tomboy at all in the original poem. She was just someone who did a duty. So yeah. she was at home doing her silk weaving. They came and said, hey, you need to go to war. Her dad was injured. Her brother was too young. She didn't want her brother to go. 
She didn't want her father to die. So she took the place. She fought the war. She went home, went back to silk weaving. That's the poem. That's it. She's like, I'll do my duty, but I ain't about that life. She's like, I, I don't need to be a man to do this. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to cosplay a dude to go fight a war. I'll just go do the thing, and then I'll come home and go back to what I was doing because that's what women do. And I found that more empowering after reading that than watching Mulan because then I'm like, why she got to be pretend to be a man to be empowering? So, yeah. But if you are a kid and you juxtapose it to the other princesses, you're like, oh, she's a badass. Like, that might be why I didn't want to see it as a kid. Because I thought it was going to be the same as the other princess stories. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd i seen Cinderella. Uh, I'd oh. seen Bits and pieces. Snow White. And... Bits and pieces. I think we had <laughs> Sleeping Beauty as well, but we didn't watch that one as much. Um, but I think it was the same I thought it was going to be the same situation and I'm just like I don't I'm really not interested in another princess story really yeah. not Yeah. Um. the first musical I've ever seen was was Hamilton all the way through okay. yeah. and I was like this is this is fucking great yeah it was pretty good this is, I actually it Fantastic. Kept my attention. It kept my attention for sure. Um, and I want to see the Book of Mormon. Okay, that seems just like because, you. just because I know that it's from the creators of South Park. Yeah, but it's also your brand of comedy. I think, like, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, like I, from what I I've know heard of it. It's your brand of comedy. I know they're kind of just like making fun of it all. Yeah, and that seems interesting to me. Yeah. Um. But other than that, really not. I tried to watch uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show one okay. day uh, three or four years ago, I think. Uh-huh. Maybe more at this point. And I was like, I Check I can't get into this. <laughs> like, I understand it's a cult classic. I don't understand why. Yeah. But I understand that it is. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's for that crowd. That's fine. I feel like bits and pieces. I feel like I saw someone, some group. Was it at Thurston? I saw some of it live. Don't know that I've ever seen the movie all the way through. Maybe bits and pieces. Um, the other one. Other, they may have done it at Thurston. I think they did. And I think I came, I went to go watch it to support somebody, but I yeah. don't think I stayed the whole time. Um, or if I did, it wasn't memorable enough for me to be like, mm, gotta see that again. Um, Probably because they had to take out some of the best, or the quote unquote best parts, best parts of it for, yeah. for school. <laughs> um, I did see a musical live on Broadway when I was living in New York. It was called Fun Home. Um, and to see it live, I was like, okay, this is an art. But also it was like very special because it wasn't, who, here we go. Here comes some theater stuff for you because I had to learn it. So there are like three different types of stages. Okay. There's a proscenium stage. 
that is usually what you think of when you think of a theater. So audience is back. There's yep. a stage. There's a rectangle. And for yep. it to be a proscenium stage, it has to be a very specific amount. I think it's like 60 feet across. So that's a, that's a proscenium stage. Okay. Then there's in the round. What it sounds like. The, the stage is either sunken below or it's above. And you get, the audience sits around the stage. Okay. Kind so, of stadium-esque. Stadium-esque, yes. So wherever you're sitting, you get a different vantage point okay. of the play. And so it could be a totally different experience depending on where you're sitting in the house. Right. Um, and then there's the immersive stages where, like, you're kind of on the stage. Like, like dinner theaters. Um sort of dinner theaters usually end up back on a proscenium stage whereas this one the stage is like a part of the audience and so like it's like elongated from the proscenium and like people might be sitting on the stage it goes out into the crowd okay it's a little bit different um fun home was a circle it was at the circle in the square which is so it's a theater in the round um so it was interesting because she's arguing with my cat. Oh, um, from where I could see where I was sitting, where my seats were, because I won a lottery. And so in New York, they have a lottery for musicals because they're super expensive. And so you put your name in for the lottery and then you get discounted tickets. Um, <clears throat> and so I won the lottery. And where I was sitting, my vantage point weren't great. Um but I could still see everything. It was just that like some of the set pieces were in my way. So I could couldn't see some of the characters some of the time. Right. But they had like trap doors and shit where stuff came out of the floor. And Ooh. yeah, it was like super, it was super cool. Um, and that almost made me feel like, oh, I could be into musicals. But then I thought I could be into musicals if I could see them all on Broadway. Right. But to go sit and watch a musical mu movie, right? No. <laughs> it... If I lived in New York for the rest of my life and I could afford to go to Broadway, probably could be into musicals. I think it depends. I think it depends on, uh, what what is available at the musical. Because there's sometimes like I can see why a movie could be helpful because it can add more stuff oh, to it. Absolutely. They have they have more options for props and stuff mm -hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily get on a stage. Mm -hmm. And you it's more on a stage. It's very much more um, imagining like, all right, now imagine they're in a different location mm -hmm. and so donut. You need to fucking chill. I understand it's 15 <laughs> minutes to your dinner. Choose a single spot. She's going um, like, nope, going right across your keyboard. Oh, man. <laughs> Just pacing. Um, but yeah, no, I think it. I so. But at the same time, I'm just not into musicals enough to try to know the difference between the what difference. happens on stage and what's on. Yeah, so uh, the, a movie. The difference really is what you're saying is that in a movie they can. 
you don't have to imagine it. So yes. it's, it's, it's almost a musical is closer to a book on stage. Yes. Than like a movie is the movie adaptation of that book. Yes. And so like when you're watching a musical on the stage, you're like, there's more of a suspension of disbelief. Yes. And you can kind of get closer to your personal vision of it on stage. Yes. Because, because it's not all spelled out for you. You have to fill in some of those gaps, right? Yeah. And so it feels a little, but you also feel more connected because they're right there. If I move 20 feet forward, I'll be touching this character. Right? Yes. Also, like the power of a live voice is so much more resonating in the soul than it is through speakers. Yes. So even though Haley, <clears throat> her voice in The Little Mermaid, still gave me frisson while sitting in the theater hearing mm -hmm. her voice, I know if I was live on set, and heard her voice actually coming directly to my ears, I probably wouldn't have been able to stand up. Like that's the difference between like live and a movie because right. it's like, it's right there. Those sound waves are like fresh through the air. Um, yeah. You can tell that it's real and there's not like any thing, any sort of editing to make it correct. It's pop just, or stand out more. And that makes it even more amazing and fantastical because you're like, holy shit. Yeah, they hit that note right now. Right, right now in this moment, that high C fucked it up. Like and then if you're like me, you're and you have like the technical training, you're like, wow, look at this sound score. Wow, look at this uh light design. Wow, look at this set design. Crazy costume design. So technical for you to be dancing like this. Catch your breath and sing another song and then go back into your lines like nothing happened. Like, I still get some of that stuff when I'm watching a movie, but it's way different when I'm live. And I'm like, wow, look at that light plot. Yeah. They had this many. They had this many of this light. They had this many of this light and how they're all working together to make this scene. And then... Um, costume design was really co the costume people were really working their ass off to make this all together and like you're not thinking about it in the moment because you're just like succumbing to what's happening in front of you Yeah. but afterwards you get to break down all that and you're like god that's crazy and you lose some of that when you're watching it in a movie because you're just like big budget whatever right um, of course, they're gonna. It's gonna be like this. It's a movie. It should be. They spent blah 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 million of dollars on it, um, and so like that's that's the difference, at least for me, where I'd be like, okay, yeah, if I lived in New York and had an obscene amount of money, and I can just go to Broadway whenever I felt like it, and got you know, the best seats to watch it, probably be watching musicals all the time because. Not because it's a musical, though, but because of the artistry of everything com composing and being put together. Um, right. But if I'm at the crib here in Ohio, I'm not putting on a musical. It's not. <laughs> it's not happening. Right. I don't care. Like, I watched Hamilton and I really enjoyed it. Never put it on again. Right. 
<laughs> like I'm not sessioning it. I'm not like, ooh, you know what I got a taste for today? Three hours Hamilton. of Hamilton. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no. And which is crazy though, because I'm a binger. I'll sit and bench 15 hours of Dragon Ball Z and be like, who I can do another 15. But <laughs> you tell you, I'm putting on lemonade mouth. I'm get out of my house. I do not want to watch um, Camp Rock. Oh, Go God. away. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> my so, students, students get upset with me when I say I hate high school musical. I was like, I hated it when I was in fifth grade. What well, makes you think I'm going to like it now? But what about high school, the musical, high school musical, the musical? The musical. Yeah, burn it down. And then high school musical, the musical, the show. It's on Broadway, bro. Like the fact when it came out, they said high school musical, the musical. I was like, what? Yes. Yes. I was like, like, going to Broadway. Excuse me. I was like, it's already a musical. How can there be a musical of a musical? And then on top of that, bring it on. The musical. I was like, and y'all wonder why no, no. Eight Mile, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> I might go imagine, see that one. I might, imagine, I might pay, pay to see that one. Eminem on, on a Broadway <laughs> stage. Got way too many napkins, backkins. <laughs> <laughs> I might pay to see that one. I don't know. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be that would be funny, but yeah, no. Like things like the Lion King, I did want to go see because I'm like that's just awesome. Like I saw all like the puppetry and stuff that they were doing for that, and I was like that's pretty cool. And like right. I've heard the, you know, seen videos of them doing Circle of Life on airplanes. And I'm like that's cool. That would be great to see live. But also. I was just, when I was in New York, I was like, I also cannot afford this. Um, right. This is a Disney property, and I cannot afford it for sure. Um, and I don't think they had a lottery for that one. They had a lottery for Hamilton, which I never won. But there was somebody who went to school with me, went to undergrad with me, and he lived in New York, and he won it twice. And I was like, how in the hell? When there's everybody who lives in New York and doesn't live in New York. Also vying for it. Yeah. Also in this damn lottery. And you won it twice. I was flabbergasted. And because this is when Hamilton like was fresh. Oh, yeah. Like it like maybe. Maybe six to eight months in. Like, Lin-Manuel Miranda was still in the cast. Mm-hmm. I would say that I... Because we didn't see it with the original cast. We saw it in Chicago. Yeah. Still, fantastic show. Mm-hmm. I I would like to see it live with the original cast. Yeah. Well, when I was in New York and that was happening, the nosebleeds were 1,200. 
Uh, right it would be <laughs> dumb expensive it would it would be a mortgage like <laughs> it'd be just about as expensive for the taylor swift tickets almost as expensive almost, as the taylor almost, swift tickets almost something interesting happened with taylor swift recently there's a video circulating of her on stage with ice spice which for catching up yes. with people who yes. don't know who Ice Spice is, she is the new, for some reason, poster child for women's hip hop. Um, she's fairly new. She has very little low lyricism. She's just pretty with a fat ass. And she's light skinned. Um, and black people were not happy. But people were not happy to see her on stage with Taylor Swift. Not because she's Ice Spice, but because they were like, Taylor Swift has been in the music industry for going on 25 years. And she's done her one crossover for real with hip hop was T-Pain. she didn't even swear. <laughs> so many years ago. And she or very has, early on in her career. She has so many options. And she went with Fucking ice spice. So Cody, if you could fill me in on what that's about, that'd be fantastic. Because yes. the black community so, was in an uproar on Black Twitter about it. Taylor Swift has a song called Karma. Okay. Um from uh what is that from have, have you not figured out how to use the 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 Google hot words. I'm typing on the computer. Uh, Song by Karma. It's, I forget which album album it's from. Either way. So they did a remix of that song with Midnight Ice Spice. Oh, it's from the newest one. Yes. Um. Yes, and so they did a remix of it with Ice Spice. And uh, so sh- that's why she was up there with her. Um, that probably is another reason they were up in arms. They're like, in all the years that she could have had anybody else on a song with her, she chose Ice Spice, and they're just confused as to why they're, why it seems the music industry is pushing Ice Spice so much. They don't understand because... She's not great. <laughs> well, how how new is she? She's very new. That's going to be why. Every time a new artist comes out and they have something. First off, ugh, uh, I just Ooh. looked up Ice Spice. Ugh. Uh, first... you, don't think, you don't think she's hot? No. Oh. No, I don't. Um. How how unfortunate <laughs> that, was that sarcasm or legitimate? Legitimate. Um, you're going against a lot of the the populace at this time. You are in the minority of people. You no, know, that's fine. <laughs> I I'll take it. Um, Jesus Christ. But that's why anytime there's a new person in the music industry they grab some of the biggest names to get features with. Right. Like um, all the people that did features with 
T-Pain, you know, even Little Dicky, when he released his first album, he had quite a few songs with features on there, like with mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg. Um, it's so for her to be new and to do some something with someone as big as Taylor Swift, who is currently on a tour, her biggest tour ever, because she hasn't had one in several years uh, and several album releases, it just makes sense to get her name out there. Right. The thing that the community is going with is, hey, Taylor Swift, um, you've been privy to a bunch of new and up-and-coming hip-hop artists. Yes. In your tenure as a singer and as an artist. Why I Spice? Right, because yeah. there are a bunch more, more talented artists than I Spice. So why I Spice? And then on the other side, why is I Spice the face of female hip hop, women's hip hop, when she's not good? <laughs> so I I don't think that I, I've never heard an Ice Spice song, but I you don't have. think you've you've heard the TikTok sounds. You just didn't know they were her. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I don't think that she should be the face of it, especially mm-hmm. because she is so new. Um, there's plenty of other women in hip hop, big name or small name that should you know to have more running to be the face of hip-hop um the only thing i could say for why she would be why ice spice would be the face of hip-hop and for women and not someone else is the content of her songs but i don't know her songs off the top of my head to know if or to know the content of them the two big songs was she was a feature on the one song where the TikTok song was the boy's a liar the boy's a liar it is like this really high-pitched song i'll play it for you later uh okay i just heard the other day and then the other one is uh you thought i was feeling you that nigga much he eat it for dinner he eat it for lunch like nothing I'm not doing the cadence correctly, but I, you, if you heard just the like cut that they use for the TikTok songs, you'd be like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, okay. But that's about all she's had. So the contents of her songs, one, don't differ too much from the other artists that are out because the revolutionary, it's like the revolutionary, like black woman, like women are like regaining their sexuality type of thing. Yeah, but like Taylor Swift could have had Meg the Stallion on there if that was the type of content she wanted because, and I think that is potentially the thing. Uh, if all of women hip hop or most women hip hop, women hip hop is them like regaining 
themselves and and their control and stuff like that it could be in the style that it is done if ice spice is more she's not less vulgar and she's not more eloquent she's she's not either of those things no okay uh i don't (laughs) don't know then i don't know then it would not match they do her her styling does not mold or match anything that Taylor Swift would have in her arsenal. Like she's not, no, she's not less raunchy and she's that nigga's a munch is meaning that he eats pussy. It's not, it's not less, it's not more eloquent. It is not more substantial. It is not more skilled. And so it's like, Huh? <laughs> if you if it's about women's empowerment, it's about is she's not well, you wouldn't get the reference, but she's not Queen Latifah in Unity. Like she's not <laughs> she's not she's not speaking about you know women's empowerment in the sense of like equality, in the sense of like workforce, money, right? Like, that is like doing the same thing that you know men do right all right men talk about women sucking dick i'm gonna talk about a dude eating my pussy it's that it's that equivalency which is okay. happening a lot in hip-hop right now but yes. she does it at a lower level than cardi Nicki minaj and meg the stallion three of the biggest names of people that you would think of with that type of music and yes. so following the trend you're like what it does nothing for it sort of crosses taylor swift over but not really because the black community is already over ice spice because they keep shoving her down our throats Hmm. she would have had gained more clout if she was trying to cross over if she crossed over say with like meg because meg is still in the black community's favor yeah meg has crossed over to white people on her own And she's better than I spice. <laughs> and so it's like, why that choice? Maybe it's a music label thing. Um, Maybe it's a, I don't know, but that was well, the question. It was like, why I spice? From what I see, I spice was born and grew up in the Bronx, right? In New York. Correct. The shows she just did in over the weekend were the New York shows. Cardi's from New York. <laughs> I don't know these things. Also, I don't arguably know. better than this Ice Spice. <laughs> I, then I don't know. Taylor Swift, we're calling you out. Taylor Swift, sorry, Jeremy's calling you out. I, I, like, I, I, I don't have a dog in a fight. <laughs> I don't. Uh, or I, I and do, I'm not calling but... her out. I don't really care. It's just the is just the question that's popped up around like the community. Like, hey. Why is this the specific thing? Because most people are not like gung ho about uh like I don't have I don't really care about Ice Spice. I don't care about Taylor Swift at all. I don't follow her at all. It was just an interesting thing that popped up, like, huh. Why? And then it came into a conversation of colorism because Ice Spice is super light. It's it's possible. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion is she's a she's a darker brown. She's not as dark as me, but she's a darker brown woman. Cardi mm-hmm. is really light, but she's also mixed. Um, 
and Nicki Minaj is a darker darker brown lady but she's not she's not super dark but she's way darker in comparison to ice spice and so like it's just colorism is that why they're pushing ice spice to on us and that's why um because they're calling her they call her ice spice like hip-hop's princess she got on the front of some magazine and they put her as hip-hop the title was hip-hop's princess and people were like <laughs> the fuck she says who the we fuck didn't said for that, that? <laughs> who the hell said that shit <laughs> excuse me um um <laughs> yeah so I don't know. It, I it was just it was just I like I said I don't care. I don't have a dog in a fight. Um. Oh, did I lose Cody? Or did Cody lose me? Oh boy, we are frozen. I'm going to pause this for a second. All righty, Cody's internet said it was done for the evening, so I'm just gonna finish it out myself. Um. So thank you for listening to another episode. Uh, you can find Cody over on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv backslash commander. Ooh, excuse me. Commander Cody underscore 212. And you can find him on Twitter at commander underscore 212 to watch him stream. He's been playing a few games. He might be picking back up on Spider-Man. He's been playing a new Jedi game, new Star Wars game. So go check him out over there on Twitch. And as always, you can find all of our socials at linktr.ee backslash laugh not to cry and send us any comments, uh, feedback, suggestions to laugh not to cry at gmail.com. And we appreciate you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Peace.